It's time for gate speed on this Monday afternoon with two legends, Dan Malecki and Robbie Orberg. Good afternoon to you, Dan. Yeah, hello, Gareth. How are you, mate? I'm well, and hello to you, Robbie Orberg. Uh, a very good afternoon to you, Gareth. I'm very excited about the homeschooling. Uh, it was brought in to uh, get the kids back to school. I think it's uh, all about the parents going back to school. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were teaching their kid in year seven and eight, and you forget, you forget, you forget all the stuff that you learnt in high school. Well, that's why I left school. <laughs> I've gone back again. <laughs> Let's talk about some six points here on gate speed, some talking points in the sport of harness racing. And I'd love to get your insight, boys, on some of these particular issues. I just want to start off with Trot's vision. And, and hats off to yourself and, and Robbie Orber. I watched it for the first, not the first time, but I watched it um, for a longer period there on Saturday night. And Robbie, your work was excellent. Dan, um, I'm not just, say, not just saying this because you're on this show here on, on Gatesby, but it was a terrific insight into the sport and a coverage that Sky can't do because obviously with their requirements um, to cover all the other races, but it was a chance. To, it's a chance to showcase the participants in the sport. And first of all, to you, Dan, I, I think it's terrific for the game, especially especially during this period. Well, one thing we were able to do, and Rob and I had a talk about this uh, the week before last in trying to set up something uh, from the mounting yard, uh, from the parade ring. I mean, I'm one that, you know, I always love seeing the horses in the parade ring. And at the moment, any owner uh, would give anything for that vision. Um, We don't see it at the trots. So uh, Rob and I were able to go through a form and stats and, and have vision of the horses in the parade ring before they went onto the track. And it was a bit like the, um, for people that might remember the Channel 31 days, um, I, I think it's sort, it sort of brought back uh, memories to me of that. Uh, and we, we had a blast, Rob and I. I mean, we're the only two media um, people that are on the track. It's, it's Rob and myself. So uh, we're in a position that uh, we think we could do something and, and we hope people appreciate it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know Rob did as well. Yeah, look, uh, Dan, uh, I can sort of enlighten uh, all our RSN listeners and anyone that loves harness racing. This is a product uh, that will continue to grow in the uh, upcoming weeks. And I know uh, I've had good conversation, in particular even this morning, with uh, Andrew English and, and Cody Winnell from the marketing team and media team of HRV. And they're very committed in growing this uh, product uh, to all of our industry people. And as Dan alluded to, the old Channel 31 day certainly brought a different touch and we're we're trying to do that now with trots vision we saw on saturday night we got to catch up with people like Brittany o'brien a trainer who you know was a former uh, picnic jockey uh, had a bad fall we got the insights from her we we spoke to joe vasalo the previous week charlie mizzy people that we don't normally get to see in front of the camera are now starting to emerge and getting the opportunity we had some great stories out of aj Tyndale, Marie Caldo's been amazing. Andy Gatt's been joining the coverage. We've had so many people wanting to be part of what we're trying to do, which is promote the sport of harness racing. And hopefully in the weeks to come, people between races, if you can't listen to RSN or watch the race on Sky Channel, the the vision's there on Trot's Vision. There might be a seven-second delay or so, but the content in between races is quite amazing. And hopefully uh, people will get right behind it because this is an area we're trying to grow. And the Victorian Harness Racing Club... Are also going to get into this space, so we're going to be trying to promote 
ownership and getting involved in the sport of harness racing. And I would love Harness Racing Australia's website to... Uh, I know it's difficult, but you could design, say, a, a video section. When you go to the screen, that coverage automatically comes up. A little bit what they do with Racing New South Wales and Racing.com with their vision. So you click on it straight away and you can see that vision. Um, so to get to that vision, you've got to go to trots.com.au. Is that right, Robbie? Yeah, that's right. On the Victorian page, it takes yep. us to the Harness Racing Victoria page, which allows you to access the Trot's vision icon and... You know, part of that discussion this morning, I can assure you, was about looking at various platforms. And I know one thing I'm keen on from the Victorian Harness Racing Club perspective, we're currently going through a design of a new website. And many of these interviews, sometimes people like to go back and view them throughout the week in their own time. And we're hoping to uh, eventually have those uh, videos, uh, those interviews being themed on our website throughout the week. Uh, even though they might be after the fact that HRV are keen to continue to promote the, the product in real time and we might have a platform there to, to refer back to throughout the week later on. And you find plenty of winners too, Robbie. Well, that's the main, that's the main aim and certainly I think Dan will probably highlight this as well. The amount of fluctuations that were occurring throughout the night, it, I felt like there was a Channel 31 influence where... <laughs> You know, each time you spoke about a horse, uh, someone looked at the price and go, oh, we better have something on this. So hopefully it's going to drive wagering, and, and that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, but, you know, the, the more wagering that uh, gets invested, the more returns that come back uh, to the industry through TAB, and hopefully uh, that's part of uh, the, the product that we're trying to produce. This is Gate Speed on RSN Central as we talk harness racing with Dan Malecki, Robbie Orber and Gareth Hall. Um, we're going through some points here, six points to have a chat about today. We just had a chat about Trot's vision. I want to have a chat about Metro Racing, lads. Now, I had had Dale Brown, the CEO of Harness Race Victoria, on this show on Friday morning. He spoke really well once again. HRV and their board and also um, the people in that organisation decided to go to regional racing, and the other two codes didn't follow suit, but Dale wanted to make sure that if a participant unfortunately got coronavirus, then his sport would be able to continue on because only that sign would stop racing and the other signs would continue on. I'm just hoping now that with... And I know that I heard um, the Premier speaking this morning that we, con- we, we have to continue to make sure that we do everything right. And we are far from... Um, getting right on top of this situation with coronavirus. But I would love to see some sort of metro racing back in Victoria. I watched some of the great greyhounds do battle in Victoria on Thursday night. Um, We've seen some terrific racing in the thoroughbreds at Caulfield and also in the championships. And I would love to see eight drivers allowed to drive at Melton every Saturday night. Metro racing at its very best. Obviously, there's protocols in place. And we would need to have a decision quickly because some of these horses would have to get back into work. But I think Harness Racing is missing some Metro Racing at the moment. And I can understand the situation we're in. But, Dan, I would love to see the best drivers, trainers and some of the best horses in the state do battle on a Saturday night. Oh, look, well, we've had that for many years, though, with all due respect. I quite like uh, the way it's going at the moment, but notwithstanding that area, the elite class of both uh, driver and horse, we're missing them. And as you rightly point out, we are seeing that in the thoroughbred world, although we didn't really see it at the Sydney Carnival, did we? Uh, the Gallops Carnival there, because a lot of the, we saw uh, the Victorian jockeys... 
Oh, well, not all the best jockeys were there um, because yeah. the, the ones from interstate weren't able to. And even in the South Australian Carnival, uh, the Gallops Carnival there, you've got to spend uh, 14 days in quarantine if they get there, 14 days going back. So the likes of your Oliver and Williams have to make special sacrifices if they had to go there. So that's not quite the case. But I think we're in a, a, a point now, particularly with Harness Race in Victoria, a lot of the managers, a lot of the staff there, they've got... Uh, an opportunity uh, to utilise their their nous um, and a bit of freedom of thinking to come up with ideas. So uh, I think you can um, talk about lots of possible scenarios that are going to be considered right now. And uh, one of them got the harness racing up and going at a time we thought it probably wouldn't be there tomorrow or, or likely that it wouldn't be there tomorrow. So it's gone through without a hiccup to this stage, touch wood. Um, but sure, I mean, I'd love to see the, the, the best of the best still going around. Uh, but having said that, I thought we had a terrific both free-for-all for the, the Pacers and the Trotters on Saturday night in Ego Dan's race, and then the race that ultimately Auntie Poppy took out. <laughs> they were actually good races to watch. Um, but unfortunately, the depth is not there. Uh, look, the, the eight horses per race, maybe that's something that could be looked at. I, I, I can't see why we can't have ten, but, you know, for every... Uh, possible thought process that we might have, there might be a reasonably um, uh, significant uh, answer to each of those as to why it can't happen. Um, but I, I take on board the problem with now, and it's a bit like uh, Tasmania and a bit like New Zealand, if those good horses have already been in the paddock for two to three weeks, well, it's going to take them 10 weeks to get them fit again. So yeah. if that was to be introduced, it couldn't happen for about three months simply because those horses are now in the paddock. Robbie? Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting one. I, 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 again, I, I'm a big picture person. At the end of the day, I look at general society, so many lockdowns in all different areas, and we're very, very fortunate to, to continue the race. Yes, it's not the ideal world, but what it has been able to do is actually allowed us to explore new options for our industry. And I think from a blueprint going forward, there will be a place in our industry for some type of regional racing. How that looks will obviously be debated and worked through. It could be one day a week, could be one week a month. But certainly the concept of regional racing, I think, will be here to stay in some type of aspect. Metropolitan racing, yes, we'd love to see the best horses go around. I think at the end of the day, we've got to always remember Harness Racing Victoria is a government statutory body. We've got to be aligned with the government's vision, uh, certainly at this point of time, protecting the community, keeping people health and safety. You know, their safety is paramount. What we've got in place is to actually ensure that continues, and that's what's happening right now. Everything's been so well uh, managed, um, and that's why we continue to race. Metropolitan Racing, we will get there. It will come back. We've just got to uh, fit in with the, the general society. And, look, once the, the, the rules start to relax, uh, whether it's in another four weeks' time or six weeks' time, I think you'll see some type of avenues for Metropolitan Racing to come back in some format at some stage in the near future. But I think we've just got to be appreciative of what we have. Would you be a fan of regional racing sticking on in some aspect after all of this, Dan? And then you, Robbie, after that? 
Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. I like what we've been able to do, and I mentioned before uh, we're uh, being given a bit of freedom. Uh, Rob and I have been able to come up with the ideas of that extra bit um, uh, of uh, of the broadcast element through the Trots Vision. So, and and I think a lot of people at Harness Racing Victoria being that way as well. They're, they've given that freedom to come up with ideas, and therefore I've enjoyed that aspect. So, if we're able to uh, move that on to when we come back to normal, or whether it stays the same, there the elements that I like within um, the realms of my job um, that I'm able to do. It feels like there's far less restrictions. I mean, as far as uh, Sky Channel's concerned, if we don't get bumped on the uh, Sky 2 because we're running three minutes late in a 1,700-metre race, which, of course, there's 30 seconds difference between a 22 and a 17. Why you jump that quick, I don't know. And the fact that they cut you off before uh, we give the last quarter and then the mile rate, it's great to be able to have things complete. I mean, you know, I, I don't like being interrupted you're a broadcaster as well Gareth there's nothing worse than when you're 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 talking about something significant on air and then you get chopped off so the freedom's there and and I and I love that uh, that range to be able to do and I know that the harness racing people are, are, are so enthusiastic um, they love listening uh, to anyone talking about their horses so that parade ring um, and what Rob was able to to bring the other night I want to see that uh, across the board and I'm sure harness racing Victoria do so that platform through Trot's vision becomes more significant. Um, the regionalised racing, um, well, look, we're racing at the moment. There's plenty of opportunities. The likelihood that it'll stay for a short time is high. For a long time, less likely. Um, but at the same time, we enjoy it while we can and we can reflect on it um, uh, down the track. But I've, I've enjoyed it from my perspective. Okay. Robbie? Oh, no, I definitely uh, want to see regional racing have a place in our uh, industry somewhere down the track. And as I mentioned, whether it's... Uh, one day a week or whether it's uh, one week a month. I mean, I put this question to Greg Sugars after the last the other week, uh, whether he felt that there was a place for regional racing uh, into the future, and he totally agreed. What the format looks like is probably debatable, and, you know, I don't sit here and profess to have all the right answers, uh, and certainly I don't think anyone does, but I think what it's done, it's given local communities an opportunity to race against their own. It's given trainers drivers in particular, additional opportunities. It's given owners the opportunity of also earning additional prize money, not competing against the best of the best. So I think it's lots of positives to it. I'd like to see it continue into the future in what format, obviously, that's got to be discussed and worked through. I think there's a lot of work to do, boys, with regional racing. I don't like the fact that drivers drive against their own stables. I don't like the fact that you can have... um, you, you, You stop some of the... Um, say the biggest stables competing against each other as well. I know that we need to look after the smaller stables as well, but I think we would have to be careful with the way that we would structure um, regional racing if we continued on with it. That's just my opinion. I know people don't agree with it. Um, And obviously I would like to see, if it does go ahead, a different model in a a way. but I just I, I prefer seeing stables compete against each other, and they can travel to to place their horse, and and it might be outside their region. So we'll see what happens anyway. But it's plenty to talk about, and obviously there could be some positives that come out of this situation. Let's talk about some stars that return to the racetrack. Chicago Bull, I thought he was vulnerable there on Friday night, on Friday afternoon, I should say. But what a superstar he is to do what he did first up after all of the the problems that he's had. Um, he is a champion. There's no doubt about that, Dan. 
Oh, well, it was great to see, wasn't it? Uh, quite remarkable. And what was even more remarkable, it was a bit uh, Ego Dan-like as far as the drift. It was quite extraordinary seeing the fixed odds price on both Ego Dan Saturday night and the day before on Chicago Bull. And in the end, he, he and uh, Ego Dan, you could virtually get $3 about each of them in their corresponding races 24 hours apart. Um, have you got any word as to how he's pulled up, Gareth? Yeah, Chicago he's, Bull? he's pulled up terrifically. There was concerns, I think, that after such a, a long time off the sport, how he would pull up. But I just got the text message through there from the camp. They're over the moon with him. So that's great news, Robbie, because he is a little champion and we need the champions back racing. Oh, look, no, no doubt. Uh, you know, what, one of the biggest problems with our racing system here in Victoria, we, we, we pretty much program good horses out of our system and hence why they get sold to America and there's not enough racing opportunities and the reality is the reason they've got to that level is because they're good horses and our race programming needs to ensure that we continue to program races to keep good horses in the system in particular metropolitan horses so here we've got a case of Chicago Bull coming back to racing after a you know injury you know he's won one what just over 1.6 1.7 million dollars in stake earnings I mean, let's face it, the opposition he met the other day, Gareth, wasn't anything special, but the reality is the program was there for him to come back and race, and we want to see good horses race, and that's the reality, and I don't want him out of the system, and I don't want to see him being shipped off to America or anywhere else. Keep him here and keep him racing. Talking about good horses, Hector JJ heads to the trials once again. If he gets through that, he'll compete in a race in a couple of weeks' time. Obviously got a small share in him. I never thought we'd see him back at the races, but they tell me he's happy, loves racing, and Jack Butler's done a wonderful job. And RSN927 will actually mic up young Barnes in the trial there tomorrow. So we'll get an exclusive look on how he's feeling in the trial mid-race. He'll talk to us and also at the end. So I can't wait for that, Danny. Something a little bit different, but an insight our listeners would have never heard before. I'm looking forward to that. What time's that going to be, do you think, Gareth? Just after, or hopefully, um, just before the show finishes. So um, uh, just before 1 o'clock, hopefully. But it'll be great to so has... trial just before the start of that meeting. The, he hasn't raced since June of 2018. He won the Popular Arm no. Sprint at Kilmore. So, so there's, a, uh, there's a line there because Popular Arm come back after injury after quite a significant amount of time off. So um, there, there's quite a... Well, maybe that part is ominous, but... Have you, you heard much of him, or, or as an owner, sometimes you can hang on by a thread, oh, I hope he comes back, hope he comes back, but he's had a few issues. Have you given up at all, yep. or had you given up? Well, I had given up, and I, I, I don't like to get too excited about it because, obviously, it's heartbreaking when they do break down once again, but so far, so good, and we would never risk him. Um, Matty McClellan and Mick Harvey, the owners, along with Jack Butler, they love and adore this horse, and but he loves racing, and Jack, he wasn't meant to be racing. He went up there because Matty... Um, the majority owner, and he's a great friend of mine. He had a, a property there on the Gold Coast, and he sent Hector up so when he was on holidays, he could go and ride him and see him over there in Queensland. But he was looking that well, and the paddock jack just started to swim him, and then I think um, started to put him in a little bit of work without telling Matty until uh, went down a little further down in the, um, the, in the path there, and he's come back, and the vet has given him the all clear, and his his leg has held up strong so far. Um, it's a lot, and it's similar with Chicago Bull. You can you can trial them and you can work them as much as you you want, but until they're under race pressure, you don't really know. So that will be his big test in a couple of weeks' time, but. 
Robbie, so far so good. So we'll cross our toes and our fingers, but looking forward to, to seeing him trial there tomorrow. Oh, and fantastic initiative uh, to, to be able to uh, get the, uh, the, the, you know, the discussions and the content from the driver uh, throughout the trial. And I know, Gareth, you're always looking for new innovative ways to bring a, a new aspect to the sport, to the people, and uh, looking forward to that indeed. And I sort of mentioned the other day on, uh, on your show uh, with, uh, I think, Greenlight On, we were talking about you know, speed horses and popular arm, and uh, I'm the mighty Quinn, but I, I probably forgot to even mention Hector JJ. I mean, when you talk about exhilarating speed, those three horses certainly stand out as uh, absolutely very special horses. We could speak all day, boys, on gate speed. I appreciate your time. We might have different opinions, but we love the sport of harness racing. We have a wonderful passion for the sport, and... Um, I'm so happy that it's continuing on anyway, and hopefully we can see the stars like Chicago Bull and Hector JJ over the next month continue to do what they're doing at the moment and uh, for the sport to continue on here in Victoria. As always, Danny, good calling, good tipping, and we'll catch up with you during the week. Absolutely. We need differing opinions because that's yep. when people get complacent. So it's good to have robust discussions and not to agree all the time. Keeps us no. all uh, on our game. And you're a star, Robbie Orbert. Thanks for your time as well, mate. And you're calling the house down as well. Yeah, thank you. And we'll try to get Val Keary home in the first here at Bendigo at 12.49. I think she gets her chance to win her first race tonight, today. All right, mate. We'll get on. Thanks for that, Robbie. See you, boys. And that's Gate Speed on this Monday, the 20th of April.